and we're back, Red Wave. The Caleb's are back for a recap of the Yukon Fresno State football game, or the Fresno State shellacking, as we've been talking. Yeah, Caleb, Caleb Pletz is here, and we are going to recap uh, what we saw. And uh, next, or this Thursday, we're going to have the preview for you. So. Two episodes this week of the Caleb's. That's right. Football season's in full swing, so we want to get you guys as much content as we can put out. So, um, yeah, we're going to do a quick recap of this week zero game, Fresno State versus UConn. Final score, dogs 45, Huskies zero. Zero. Wasn't much of a contest, but we're going to get into that right now. We're going to start – I want to start with special teams – we're going to go special teams, defense, and then we'll get into the offense. So make sure you stick around to listen to all the how we scored all of our points, except for six uh, that we did score on the other side of the ball. Uh, so special teams first. What do you think about special teams? Overall, I think pl- pleasantly surprised with Cesar Silva. Mm-hmm. Um, last season, <laughs> our special teams and kicking wasn't, uh, wasn't the best. Um, so, yeah, right off the bat – uh, he had several kickoffs that were, you know, down for touchbacks, which, I mean, last season, I don't think he hardly had any. Uh-huh. Um, I don't remember Actually, much. I don't even think Cesar Silva was doing the kickoffs last season. But, um, yeah, that, that was a plus that, okay, w- we don't have to worry about, <laughs> about making a special teams tackle and some, something weird happening on the, on the return. So, that was good. And, you know, he attempted a long, you know, 50-yard field goal, missed it. But, you know, by hitting the, the post. Yeah, hit the post. But he had plenty of leg on it. So, um, yeah, that's definitely a positive. And, you know, he was 100% on the extra points, too. So that's good. Don't need to give any points away. So overall, I was pleasantly surprised at how C- Cesar Silva started the season, you know, on, on the kicking side. Uh, punting wise, um, you can tell we have a new punter. Um, still have a little bit of growth there. Um, so it was average. Um, I think the first punt kind of shanked it. Yeah. After that, it was you know kind of average. But yeah, o- overall special teams weren't uh, you know didn't hurt us, which which is good. That's key. <laughs> <laughs> and we talked about that with Jared Kotler, our new UConn friend, and uh, or maybe I listened to it, but they're saying the on- one of the only ways that UConn might stick around is if we struggle with special teams, and I don't think we did. Mm-mm. Uh, like you said, I was I'm I'm happy with Caesar and how he's kicking the ball. I'm confident that uh, if somehow our offense gets stopped, then he, he can boot one from 50. It, what it looked like from 55 yeah. with ease. Yeah, definitely showed like his, his range has expanded from last season, so which is good. All right, if you were at the game, then you know that it was really hot, and you were at the game. <laughs> Yeah, it and was. You stayed the whole game? Stayed. Uh, I think we left with about three minutes left okay. in the fourth quarter. So we stayed for pretty much the whole game. But most people left at halftime. Oh, yeah. I mean, there were people even leaving after the first quarter. They were like, okay, we, we can't handle this. We're going to go home. And, I mean, there was a lot of people that couldn't handle the heat. There were paramedics were all over the place. I you heard know, that. Yeah, helping people, you know, heat stroke, heat wave, you know, whatever it was, yeah. and trying to get people fluids and cool them down. So, yeah, I think that it probably wasn't the best. Uh, I have a little in, bone in to pick with CBS now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's probably the most I've ever sweat during a football <laughs> game. Uh, you know, the, the crowd overall, it wasn't a great turnout. I think partly, you know, early game, beginning of the season, 
and it was so hot. I don't yeah. blame the fans for not coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully the athletic department can kind of take that into consideration for you know yeah. future scheduling. Early in the season, maybe let's push it back as late as possible so we, we can kind There's of keep a reason. the temperature out of control. There's a reason we play at 7 p.m. Definitely. in Fresno Definitely. during harvest time and all. You know, I like to go to football games after you know a hard day workout on the farm. Go grab a beer, enjoy it, and but I couldn't watch it. I was working. Yeah. So it's tough. Uh, 120 degrees on the field. <laughs> that was. That had to be terrible. I and mean, we saw it cramps everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I could see it affecting not only, I, I saw it affecting the UConn players more. Um, and I, like I said, I was working, but uh, you know, you got to have the YouTube uh, or the game up while, uh, while you work. Um, but yeah, and Hainer struggled with cramp. Every, we had alignment struggle with cramps. So many guys mm-hmm. struggling. Um, don't do this again, please. <laughs> All right, let's talk about defense. What are some – you want to start with negatives or positives for defense? Let's start positive. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Okay, let's do it. I mean, positive, you got to start out with shut out zero points. Yeah. So, mission accomplished defense. Anytime you could shut out an FBS school, yeah. Division One, that's great. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, overall, um, some of the takeaways I had was, you know, our, our defensive ends were, you know, explosive. And, yeah. um, you know, Aaron Mosby had the – strip sack, pick up the fumble and take it in for the touchdown, <laughs> was awesome. which was an awesome play. Yeah. For our, uh, for our first touchdown. Um, so yeah, that was good. It was interesting. You know, I noticed, you know, the substitutions, you know, with the defensive line, um, they basically subbed out the whole, the whole unit. So all four offensive line kind of worked together. And so if one guy was coming out, most of the time, the whole line was coming out and they were swapping. So it seemed like they were able to keep, you know, the D line pretty fresh for yeah, know, the most depth of the was game. awesome. Yeah. And the, I wrote down depth and physical strength of D line. Just I was some of the questions that I had going into the game were: Are we going to be able to stop the run? Mm-hmm. And would their running back Mensa, who I was surprised didn't have more touches, uh, but we had no problem stopping the run. I I, I wrote it down: eighty-two yards rushing. Yeah, that's how much we gave up. I that's re- I think that's pretty good. Definitely. Yeah, I was impressed with that. And you know, at the same time, too, it seemed like our, our linebackers were, were making some plays. Mm-hmm. Um, Maeva and uh, Houston, it seemed like they were around the ball and, you know, pursuing and you know making some big hits, too. So, yeah, yeah. I was, you know, nicely surprised about you know how our, our linebackers were, were playing. <laughs> I wrote that down. I wrote pursuit was good. And I, I specifically wrote it for our corners because I thought once um, I mean, there's some negatives to point out, but I mean, there is everywhere. But uh, and that's to get better. I wouldn't. I shouldn't even say negatives. It's just um, it's what is that? What do they call it? Constructive criticism. Sure. Yeah. Room, room to get better. Room for improvement. Yeah. Uh, but the cornerbacks, the second the ball left the quarterback's hand, or he handed it off, I mean, they were boom. They're they're there. Mm-hmm. And same with the linebackers. Mm-hmm. So that was a lot of fun to watch. Um, we also only allowed seventy-two yards passing. So 107 total yards, <laughs> uh, and we came out the gates flying. So I could say both teams started out flat on the offensive side of the ball, but defensive side, I, we came out strong and continued to play strong the entire game. Definitely. So what do you think were some of the places or areas where the dogs have some room for improvement on defense? 
we continue to get beat over the top mm-hmm. and we are very lucky that they did not connect on I don't think any of them. Yeah. I saw two where they were wide open. There was one in the end zone that probably should have got but the quarterback was under a little pressure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it scares me a little bit, especially with the speed of Oregon. Mm-hmm. I don't know how speedy they are, but they're known for their speed. Um, with the speed of Oregon, uh, I'm a little bit worried. And same with Nevada. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. we, we can only get better. Definitely. Yeah. And, and with a quarterback that has a little more touch. Um, right. Because, yeah, you know, this quarterback, you know, this UConn team, you know, like we've mentioned previously, they didn't play football last year. So, you know, <laughs> they're, you know, still getting used to live, you know, live reps and, you know, doing that. So, yeah, I agree. That was, we got, the dogs got lucky with, uh, you know, a lot of overthrows that could have been easy touchdowns for, for UConn. Yeah. Now, that that is the only place that I could find. I don't Is there any place that. Yeah, as far as defense goes, yeah, that was pretty much going to be my yeah. only room for improvement yep oh overall great performance all right offensive side we lit it up for 45 points uh six of those on the defensive side like we said but everything else uh i thought was nice other than the first quarter Mm -hmm. the first quarter was uh is boring it was very, very boring. It was tough. Yeah, he started off. Let's see. I'm counting here. You know, between the two teams, seven total punts, <laughs> <laughs> and then you know our you know uh, fumble return for touchdown, kind of sandwiched in the middle of that. So first quarter, you know, not a great offensive showing for for either team. Mm-hmm. I well, we'll start with the we'll start with the positives. I guess that was the. Sure. A, a constructive criticism room to improve is start faster, but we'll go to the positives. Um, Ronnie rivers broke the record yep. for most career touchdowns as a bulldog. Um, so congratulations, Ronnie, uh, Ronnie. Let's see. I got it. He carried the ball 13 times for 58 yards, no touchdowns, but he caught the ball twice for 66 yards. And one of them, was a 61 yarder correct me if i'm yep. wrong for a touchdown. touchdown reception and that was a record setter yeah I, that was a fun play to watch i was i thought it was a perfect play to set the record on you got you have to set the record on a big play totally so yeah and especially you know ronnie running toward you know the student section side <laughs> of the stadium which was cool and yeah definitely a little bit more of an exciting touchdown than- uh, what was the atmosphere like when he ran into Oh, it, it was electric. Everyone was standing up, and it was kind of cool. Most of the stadium, it seemed like, knew what was kind of on the line because mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, the Fresno State social media kind of been hyping it up, like, oh, yeah, Ronnie just needs one more touchdown to break the record. So it was cool. You know, he, he got a, a standing ovation from the crowd, and, yeah, so it, was, awesome. it, it was definitely a cool moment. How fun. Jake Hayner, other than the first quarter and when he was in, uh, I thought he looked good. Overall good. Yeah, initially, and we're not trying to get negative, but yeah, in the first couple of series, he was just off on a couple of throws yeah. that, you know, we could have converted on third downs. Uh, but overall, after that, he kind of settled in, um, you know, didn't make any mistakes and didn't have any interceptions, didn't fumble, which was good. He wasn't That's, even sacked. Yeah, wasn't sacked. Um, so that was good. Um, yeah, he only had six incompletions. So, um, yeah, 331 passing yards, three touchdowns. So, yeah, if we can get that every week, we'll we'll, we'll definitely take. <laughs> I'm that. happy with that. Yeah, I think it was expected for the offense to struggle a little bit. I think you should always expect that 
mm-hmm. week one or week zero, mm-hmm. first game of the season. Uh, of of course, we've been hyping up the offense this whole off season, so we wanted to see some more fireworks right off the bat. But um, patience is key, uh, and it's a virtue, so, <laughs> and we got it. So, um, but Jake Hayner on a scramble to the outside. I thought it was a great play. He pump faked, got one in the air, went out, ran outside the pocket for first down, mm-hmm. but cramped up mm-hmm. on his dive yeah. forward. It, it was a bizarre play because, you know, last season, Hayner had a couple long runs where he was able to break a tackle and keep it going. So in, right away, it seemed like, okay, something's not not right here <laughs> because he went down, had a weird dive. And, yeah, so that was definitely scary. You know, thankfully, I think it's, it was just cramps because, you know, late – Later in the game, he was back staying on the sideline with his helmet on. So right. I think he just, you know, cramped up. It almost looked like he cramped up at both legs because they, <laughs> they, they were working on him for a while. I mean, he was in the medical tent for like 20 minutes. So, yeah, we had a good 10 minute texting back and forth of, oh, boy, what's going to go on here? Uh, but he's all right. I, I'm, I'm sure he's a he's a bruiser, so he's going to mm-hmm. be fine. But Logan Fife came in to back him up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel after what I saw, I feel fine with him as a backup. Yeah, definitely. It seems like, you know, I like the fact that he was willing to run. Uh, he yeah. scrambled on a couple occasions. And, yeah, it seemed like quick. Um, still, um, you know, passing wasn't necessarily as crisp as it needed to be. But, uh, yeah, considering, you know, this is really his first action he's seeing as a you know collegiate quarterback. Yeah, definitely, oh, yeah. Um, you know, positive with you know, what we saw from him. His stats, 7 for 13, 51 yards, through touchdown pass, little shovel pass to Raymond Powell's. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a great play. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did have an interception, but it was kind of batted up at the line. Yeah, it was, it was tipped and, you know, the – Nothing def- much he could do about yeah, it. Yeah, defender made a, you know, good dive to catch it. And, yeah, that was a bummer, too, because I was in the red zone. So, we were, yeah. you know, could have had another touchdown on the board. But, um, yeah, don't necessarily fault him for that one because it was tipped. Yeah, he carried the ball four times for 13 yards, and he wasn't sacked either. So no sacks given up by the dogs, which is great. Mm-hmm. I'm really happy to see that. Our O-line, big boys up front doing their jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, to the, we talked about Ronnie Rivers, but we also had Jordan Mims, who everybody should know about. He carried the ball seven times for 38 yards, and he scored a touchdown. He also had two receptions for 22 yards. I mean, the running game was stellar. I thought the offense was running through Ronnie and Jordan, and they they couldn't stop him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mims looked really good because um, I know the last couple seasons he's kind of been dealing with injuries off and on. So it really seemed like he's 100. percent I mean, he was he was running hard, he was hitting guys, so that was really cool to see. Um, so definitely feel good about you know the running backs behind uh, behind Rivers. We got to see the transfer from Utah, and and uh, he runs hard and mm-hmm. strong uh, we got to see a lot of guys come in and out um but what did you think about the uh the guys deeper on the depth chart coming in and playing yeah jordan jordan wilmore was was good too you know ran hard um you could tell he was you know an elite level um you know yeah. prospect coming out and you know spent some time and uh you know the pack 12 and yeah, i'm seeing here he's listed as a sophomore so i think that that's really good for the future of Fresno <laughs> state football because i believe mims and rivers both done you know, seniors after this year so 
um, yeah, definitely looking good for the future for the dogs and just depth too, because you never know what's going to happen with injuries. But um, yeah, I was uh, I, I liked what I saw from Jordan Wilmore, and uh, we also saw Malik Sherrod get a couple carries. Mm-hmm. Um, that was kind of more in um, you know garbage time at the end, so um, didn't really get a whole lot from his carries. But um, he also saw uh, you know a little bit of action. Since we're talking rushing, and we're going to get into passing. Uh, Jalen Cropper also carried the ball one time for 13 yards on a little sweep there. Mm-hmm. Um, we've seen a lot of that the past past year too, and uh, I, I'm thinking we're going to continue to see that. He also had three receptions for 87 yards and a touchdown, and one of his receptions went for 86 yards. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought it was the most exciting play of the game. It was crazy. <laughs> if you didn't see it, go look it up on YouTube. It is awesome. Um, but I think we saw the 25 pounds that he put on (laughs) with off season. Yeah. Yeah. He's more of a force. And yeah, I saw uh, like a screen capture of the play. I think at one point there was like five UConn defenders (laughs) that were around him and he just trucked him over and then just beat him to the end zone. It was a really, really cool play. Yeah. I was sitting there watching it. And, uh, one of the comments I heard was, uh, Jalen, why Ronnie broke the record? Why do you have to go make this about yourself? <laughs> <laughs> but no, it was a great play, a lot of fun uh, to watch, and I think it blew up on social media. People were talking about it mm-hmm. all over the nation. Yep. So um, we had, just so everyone knows, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven players catch a pass. That to me, that's insane. Yeah, I think that that was kind of something we talked about uh, last week was there's a there's a lot of playmakers um, that are going to be wanting the ball. So how is, um, you know, Hayner and, you know, the offense going to be able to spread the ball around? So, yeah, uh, you know, the our leading receiver by receptions was Eric Brooks. He had five receptions. Everyone else was either, you know, one, two or three receptions. So, (laughs) yeah, they're definitely sharing it. And, you know, it seems like when the receiver you know when the ball is thrown to them you know they have you know that opportunity to make it worth it because if not Mm -hmm. you know there's seven guys behind them that you know are able to get on the field and and make some plays yeah it's scary uh on the touchdown that cropper had they ran a five wide Mm -hmm. and right when they lined up i thought oh my gosh that UConn spread so thin. Good luck. Have fun. (laughs) And I think that's the advantage we're going to have, (laughs) but they better come out with five DBs. And, and that's one thing that I think a lot of teams are going to, it's going to be tough for other teams is you can't line up a linebacker against Jordan Mims and Ronnie rivers and these guys, because they're going to blow right past you. And the second you put in a linebacker, we, we run a uh, five wide set. Yeah it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're not going to guard you guard us. So it, this team is a lot of fun to watch. Uh, Josh Kelly looked good. Um, and Zane Pope had two receptions. Raymond Powell's had three receptions. Carrick Weefall had three receptions. I mean, Ty Jones had one reception for a touchdown mm-hmm. I and mean, he's couldn't get much more open mm-hmm. than he was, but I mean, he's, he's a threat in the back of the end zone. So I, a lot of fun to watch speed everywhere strength and uh, that's one thing that i saw on the offensive side of the ball and on the defensive side of the ball we just look stronger mm-hmm. way stronger so i i was hoping yukon would uh, uh give us a little bit more of a you know 
a push. Yeah, I'm I'm sure that'll be something that'll come to light in the coming games. Is you know, what was the level of competition here with UConn? Because right. um, yeah, the dogs look really strong and physical this game. So we'll see you know next week with with <laughs> Oregon, um, you know how that how that compares. All right. Oh, the last thing I wanted to talk about was the chippiness in that game. I thought that when I was on CBS, they showed a play where one of their D linemen popped Hayner, and there were quite a few times our our boys are getting into it with them, and I love it. I thought it was awesome. That's the Fresno State football that I miss, and uh, I think I mean it's been coming back the past few years. Uh, when once Tedford got here, and now I think DeBoer is kind. Of, I, I hope he lets our boys allows them to do that mm-hmm. um, to a certain extent sure. because I know it's fun to watch. There's a certain toughness and mental toughness. I think that that shows and uh, I get a good kick out of it too. There you go. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think that's part of the, the Fresno state bulldog, um, you know, personality is, you know, usually it's guys, maybe they're a little bit overlooked. They have a chip on their shoulder and mm-hmm. um, hard, you know, play hard, you know, and yeah, so I definitely think that that's good that, you know, we kind of have that, that fighting spirit. Is there anything else you got that you want to add that I skipped over on either side of the ball? Uh, offense, question mark, probably the O-line. Uh, I mean, oh. a lot of the, I think we had four different O-line come off the field at one point, just banged I up. That. I mean, they all seemed minor. Um, you know, I don't have the injury report um, from the game, but. Yeah, that was a question mark. Um, it seems like um, that's probably going to be the weakness of the offense. Um, you know, our, our weapons are their weapons, um, <laughs> but as it's going to be crucial for the O line to give the weapons enough time to make a play. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, Hainer's going fi- to he he had a few balls he threw behind our receivers, and same with Fife. That's that's going to be fixed. Um, I thought Hainer's pocket presence was fine. Mm -hmm. Uh, And as long as there is a pocket for him to sit in, we're going to be just fine. Mm So it all starts up front, the big boys. And I hope they stay healthy. That's going to be very important for this this season. Yeah. Overall, great game. Not too many questions. The biggest question that I'm taking away with or walking away with is the competition level and – is it help? Was that did that game help us? Did that game make us better? I know it got our confidence level up, but did it make us better football players? That's yet to be seen. Mm-hmm. We got a tough one coming up in Eugene Saturday, so stick around uh, until then. And on Thursday or Friday, we'll let you know when it comes out. We're, we, Kale and I, will have a preview for you, and we're going to learn a little bit about Oregon Ducks. As much as I hate them, I will do my best to learn about them. <laughs> That's right. But yeah, overall recap, good win for the dogs. Uh, I think it was a good first step for the season. Excited for this this coming week. And yeah, stay tuned for uh, for the next episode with the preview on uh, Oregon. Football's back. Go dogs. Uh, good luck in all your fantasy drafts coming up. That's where Caleb and I are heading next. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, God bless everybody. Stay safe, stay healthy, and uh, go dogs. Go dogs.